The John Schneider Show on Wyman and Bob every Thursday until draft day with Seahawks general manager John Schneider. Well, how about this, everybody? It is the debut episode as we are live at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center here with Wyman and Bob, Seattle Sports Station on 710. And sitting right in between us is the man who pulls all the strings, the man who gets all the credit when things go right and when things go wrong. We'll point at other people, by God. It is uh, GM John Schneider with us. How are you, man? I like that intro. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's good to How see you. How are we you. doing? Good. Good. We're doing great. Uh, it's it's cool to have you here in person and talk to you in person. And I was asking Dave right before he walked down here, I'm like, I wonder why John wants to do this. Because you feel it feels like you've always been a little media shy, like, yeah, I'll do it, but I don't love to do it. But I feel like well, this I mean, is a different version of you. When you work with Pete Carroll, I mean, it's kind of like, you know. Batman and Robin, or the guy from, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy from, uh, what is it, uh, shoot, Major League, right, the color analyst, you know, you, you ever seen yeah. our press conferences? <laughs> yeah. He kind of tends to take over. He's 20 years older than me. He's pretty good at it, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's done it for a long, long time. Well, hey, first thing, uh, <clears throat> first, uh, you, you made some moves. So on Seahawks.com, you made some promotions with your staff, and all these guys are, you know, the guys that go out and, you know, kind of report to you. They're scouring the country for players. Tell us about uh, those moves. Yeah, exciting. Exciting today. You know, uh, Nolan Teasley, assistant general manager now, he's done a great job. Started off in our internship program. Uh, we've been doing that since 2010 here, and uh, he's done a great job um, and then be able to, uh, you know, put Matt Barry in, in the senior director position as well. And then just people to promote from within is a big deal for us. You know, we've lost guys over the years, but, um, you know, Dan Morgan, Ed Dodds, these guys are, you know, out at other organizations fit, doing Scott a great Fenner, job yeah. in, in Carolina. Um, so to be able to, to have our internship program work like this, you know, Aaron Heinlein was a, was an intern here as well as Willie Schneider and both those guys getting promoted to, to uh, director of college scouting and director of uh, pro scouting is, is, is a big deal. It's, uh, again, it's a big deal for us not to go outside, to have that from within and have the growth and leadership development. And, uh, yeah, excited about it. It's going to be a great deal. We're just upstairs. You know, we have had our uh, draft meeting started on Monday, and, you know, we're – Seven to seven, and these guys are. We're going to go right through, try to get the guys back home for a couple of days before the combine, and then, you know, into the combine, and let's rip. Busy time of year, man. I yeah. Mean, you guys are out. Like, can you kind of uh, portray, like, how how all of that stuff comes together? I mean, you're pretty much working year around. How, sure. how soon after the draft do you start? Is it right away or that your guys are on to the next draft? Or? Yeah, so it's uh, it's usually the last um, week in May. We have the national meetings, and that's when they present. You know, there's 16,000 seniors, right? So they whittle that down to about, I don't know, um, man, maybe like, uh, shoot, 2,200, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we really focus on. So the guys get those names. And then they go to the schools, and then obviously all their connections at the schools, they start that right away. Their reports have to be done, uh, you know, by July 4th. Uh, the sooner they get them done, the quicker they can be on their vacation. And then we get into uh, uh, the fall scouting. So they'll go into the fall. They'll go into the school, go into training camp, uh, spend time with the coaches, all their contacts, 
Then the next phase is uh, um, the regular season school calls when they get they actually start playing games and going in and talking to the trainers, equipment guys. I love talking to the equipment guys myself because you like you know you find out like exactly what the dude is like, right? So does he pick up after himself and you know how does he treat the rest of the staff? It's really important to us and and uh, yeah. So the regular season uh, scouting, uh, school calls, games, uh, all the way through. Until the uh, you know the the bowl games are a big deal, uh, especially seeing quarterbacks, corners, guys you really need to see live, see how they play in person. Uh, then we get into the All Star games, and uh, yeah, it's it, it doesn't stop. So we just finish the All Star games, and then the guys get about a week to kind of gather themselves, uh, write all the reports on the All Star games, put grades on people, get back together, and now we're like I said, we started on Monday, and we hope to be done by next. A week from this coming Friday. Wow. Yeah. A lot of work. And then we go to the combine, and then we're there for eight days, and here we go. Well, yeah. and then you got all these players that have their individual pro days that maybe they don't partake in the combine. Sure. So how do yep. you – That's that's after. So right. after the after the uh, combine, we'll get into organizing where we're going to go, what we need to see. So what determines whether you go? I mean, I know your Qu- scouts questions, go. Uh, questions that we haven't – that haven't been answered uh, in the past, uh, you know, or, you know, uh, quarterbacks that I didn't get to see play live, corners I didn't get to see play live. Uh, so, you know, in the past, like you know, going to see, I didn't, you know, I had a trip to go see Patrick Mahomes that was canceled. Went to see him at his pro day, uh, and then also uh, Josh Allen at, at Wyoming. Um, something happened. I think it was, uh, I think it was in San Diego. Well, I was supposed to go down there on a Thursday night, and um, you know. I don't know. Something happened here, so I couldn't go. <laughs> but do, yeah, but do so. you just kind of look at each each <clears throat> guy that's having a pro day? And go, okay, I want to go to that. I want to be there for this one. I want to be there for this one. And the scouts will go to the other ones, or how do sure, you, yeah, how do you it, divvy it up? Yeah, it's 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 all about getting our, our our questions answered and and the comfort level that we have. Now you want to you know there's certain guys you don't want to show too much interest in. It becomes a big poker game, right? You know, once you get past the combine, so you have to be very careful uh, where you go. Uh, where you show up, but you know we have scouts at every every pro day, all of our guys, and uh, uh, so yeah, it's about you know we 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 uh, we pride ourselves on not having all the answers until the very end, so that gives our scouts freedom to uh, you know to be to be confident and and in, in, in their opinions and and confident in their contacts and knowing the person, and uh, so you know we'll go we'll go we'll take that right up until you know the week before. We get to, week before the, the uh, draft. They have to, you know, put a stamp on the guy if he's a Seahawk or not. Uh, how's your like? Do you remember guys like when you see them around the league? I mean, and, oh yeah, because there's got to be yeah. some like attached. Sometimes you might get attached to a guy. And you you really want this guy, yeah. and then and then you know maybe you come back and get him. But yeah. is your retention pretty high for like? Because you've looked at oh, every one of these I guys. Took, right? I took Julian Edelman to this little pizza place at Kent State. I had him out in the in the rain returning punts from this dude that was like 260 pounds as punter. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but <laughs> you know, he, he's uh, and I was I was in uh, I was at the I was in San Francisco the, for a preseason game when they opened uh, Levi Stadium, and this guy came walking up to me. and He's like, "Hey, Mr. Schneider." Uh, you know, you worked me out at Kent State. I'm like, I only worked out Julian Edelman, dude. Who are, what are you talking about, right? And he's like, well, no, I was the punter. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I didn't take him for pizza. I'm thinking, holy smokes. But, yeah, and, and wanting to – I remember wanting to uh, um, to draft him so bad in, in, in Green Bay. And, and uh, that, that we had a seventh-round pick that uh, we got um, – I did a trade with uh, Mike Tannenbaum with the Jets. And we had a, we had a CFL guy. 
um, Morley was his name, and and we we traded him. Uh, we got a, we had cut him, and then at the fifty three cut, and then we got a we got a pick for him. So I went to my boss Ted Thompson to sign at the time. God rest his soul. I said, uh, so can I, you know, can I get that? Can I pick the seventh round pick? And he's like, oh, absolutely. And then we got around to it, and just Julian Edelman, and I'm like. Sweet, we are gonna pick Julian Edelman. He's like, no, I was just kidding you, man. I'm not gonna gonna let you pick the guy. (laughs) What am I crazy? Yeah, Yeah. no way. Yeah, but yeah, no. In in pregames, you know, you've been down the day with us, you know, and seeing guys in the pregame, and you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're scouting a guy today. uh, um, Gary Gary Stills was was an edge rusher from uh, West Virginia. And they're talking about this guy I was out of the room, and I, I was with Pete for a minute. And I came back in the room, and they're talking about this guy and his dad, and da da da. da and I'm like, wait a second, this is Gary Stills' son. I'm like, that guy was a that was a guy was a that guy was a rookie when I went to Kansas City in 1997. He was an edge rusher. Makes yeah. you feel old. Man. Oh yeah, very. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. You no, know, seeing guys in pregame, and yeah. you know, they 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 remember, especially when you spend more time with them, and. You know, try to get to know them and get your questions answered. It's always weird. Sorry, Bob. Really quick, uh, during during camp, where uh, a, a scout would come up and tell me everything about myself, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Who in the world are you?" <laughs> like uh, those guys are kind of like ghosts. Oh right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to be in the background for sure. Yeah. Hey, you, you bring up the poker game that mm-hmm. goes on. How how do you decipher information that comes out in the media that you know this team's talking to this guy or this team's talking to this guy because. You you just said it. We always hear about you know GMs or coaches or using media as, as kind of a weapon. Yeah, in, 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 what, in what aspect, Bob? You're talking about the draft. You're talking about free agency. You're Any of it. About... How much do you, how seriously do you take it, or do you look at every bit of news that comes out about a yeah, player? It's, it's, go, it's yeah, it's another. Sure, it's another. Any any. Any little tidbit, right, is is something that we have to explore and we have to figure out. So, but do you look at it like, yeah, it's probably nonsense because they're leaking that out on purpose, or do you? I'm just trying to gauge I mean, how seriously you take it, it de- when you it, hear it. It depends things. on the situation. Okay, you know, it depends on. You can tell when, you know, I mean, for instance, you know, teams are saying, you know, hey, they, this team's fielded a lot of calls for such and such player. You're kind of like, really? <laughs> <laughs> have they really, or are you just trying to trade them? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that sort of stuff. It depends on the situation. Yeah, it's funny. You've told me before that, like, at the end of camp, when everybody's cutting everyone and you're re-signing guys, everybody's very open about it. All yeah. the other teams, yeah, right? Yeah. But before, uh, the the draft choices. Yeah. 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 But right before the draft, it's the exact opposite, right? Yeah. No, exactly. We, uh, you know, you, you know, it's like it's like, uh, you know, right around at the fifty-three, you know, people are just like. Uh, no, I'm not going to give you a seventh round pick. Are you kidding me? Like it's you're holding on to your firstborn, you know, <laughs> or a sixth round pick or whatever. And then you get into the draft, and it's like you know, all throughout the draft, it's like, hey, I'll give you four, I'll give you two, I'll give you one, and you're just moving around like crazy, fielding calls like crazy. So yeah, to your point, you know, you're just you're just throwing around, you know, it's it's uh yeah, it's a it's a interesting just the different phases of the season, you know, you know, are always you know different in terms of the compensation for people. When it, when it comes to uh, whether it's whether it's draft or your roster, Dave and I were talking about this, and I said I always visualize Pete and John sitting in a room saying, "All right, well here's Plan A, and if that doesn't work, here's B, and mm-hmm. if that doesn't work, here's C." Mm-hmm. I, that's how I visualize it. Yeah. You, you've got it down to E, F, and G. Right, right. Is that true? That's Am totally I true. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, at this at this point last year, you know, Pete and I were sitting around last night, you know talking and you know at this point last year russell wilson was our quarterback you know and uh you know all the push you know the trade stuff and all that like hadn't happened yet and then you know now we started getting into all this and you know there was all 
you know, a lot of talk, and then we headed down a road. So, yeah, you have to be ready for, yeah, A, B, C. And the, the cool thing about working with Pete is he's very pliable. Like, he, he can, his mind is like, I know you guys have interviewed him before. He's, he can, he, you know, he's, he, can just, he, can, he's, he can just keep going, and he can accept all the information. So you can, you can literally say to him, you know, I've worked with people that, that, that can't do that. They, mm-hmm. Their mind doesn't work as quickly as his does and, 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 and they don't process the information or as quickly or um, they're not open to all the different scenarios because they have to fix something, you know, in a, in a specific order. And, and, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, you're constantly in a world of if this, then that, if, you know, if, if Bob, then Dave, and you know what I mean? If, you know, and so you're kind of, you're kind of like, uh, and that's, that's all throughout the year. That's, you know, trying to fix, you know, a, sp- a specific per- uh, position, uh, you know, other side of the ball, you know, both sides of the ball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, in the different phases of, you know, free agency, rookie free agency, draft prep, uh, trying to get guys off practice squads. I mean, it's it's a constant, and it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. a, you know, you, but you have to be working with somebody. You have to have a partner with Pete, like Pete that's like, He's he's open to it. He's willing to explore it. You know, yeah. he thinks that stuff's fun. You know, yeah. Well, hey, uh, so um, somebody texted in today. Of course, we listen. The texter is one hundred percent of where all of our ideas come from. Okay. <laughs> is, that, some, is that true? Because it's some no, yeah. some uh, <laughs> typically it's some uh, random okay. maniac. Sure, uh, but yeah, somebody uh, <laughs> obviously thinking that uh, that now Gino's going to go to Tampa Bay because Dave Canales went there. But as far yeah. as yeah, but, <laughs> but no, it's a big. That's a big deal for Dave. I mean, you know, yeah. So. I mean, it's a Catalina wine mixer, man. You know, it's a big deal. <laughs> so it's pretty, it's pretty cool for it's, the, it's cool for Dave and and uh, you know Brad Isaac's going to go with him to be the, the wide receiver coach down there. And oh, really? Yeah, it's a cool deal for these guys, and you know we're really happy for them. And you know now we're in a position um, like you just talked about Bob, with scenarios. Like okay, now we got to move this way. We got to pivot this way. We got to. You know, yeah. So I thought the Catalina wine mixer was reserved for the draft. Oh the, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, you can drop that whenever you want. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how how are things uh, going on going with Gino right now as far as like you know where you guys are at yeah. as far as that goes because people are making that assumption because Dave Canales was the quarterback coach but obviously you know those two things don't go together. Well, I mean, obviously Dave you know has a great relationship yeah you know with with Drew and and uh, and Gino. I mean, I mean that's you know shoot he, he's. <laughs> Gino, I mean, he, he did a great job working with Gino. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, staying after practice with Drew, you know, Sean Mannion, those guys would work their tails off, you know, for a good hour, you know, hour and a half after practice. They'd be out there in the dark, you know, throwing the ball, working on footwork and, and uh, ball carriage and everything. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're, this isn't like, you know, because we you can't sign people until, uh, you know, free agency doesn't start until, what, middle of March. So, you, yeah. you know, there's a huge period here where we have time to, you know, work through things and where are we with Gino? Yeah. Uh, you know, good talk so far. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're in it. We're just trying to, you know, figure out what's best yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get, we'll, 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 we'll do what's right. Yeah. And Pete does a pretty good job, but we always talk about like with you, you have a, you know, you talked about Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and had a good eye for, for quarterbacks and Pete seems to do a good job developing him. Well, like I've said before, I mean, Pete's, if you said, what's Pete Carroll's number one attribute, I would say, you know, everybody said, well, he's so positive and think, okay, well, great. But his, that's true. Energy's high, all that stuff. Um, but I would say that his number one attribute is his ability to instill confidence in people. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, I mean, look what he did with, at, at USC with all his, you know, all the young guys and, and the roster turnover there. So 
I just think he's got a, you know, he's got a unique way um, when he when he really buys into somebody to to help them be extremely confident and be at the t- at the at the best at the top level of you know their performance. And you know when 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 he, you know, it was it was it was a competition here with Gino and Drew, but once he gave once he told Drew, I'm sorry, once he told Gino that he was going to be the guy, Gino's Gino his his confidence went to another level, right? And so, you know, I think he's he's awesome with that. Yeah. Hey, how much do you pay attention to or are you aware of social media as it pertains to your players? Like if we, we always talk about, oh, well, you know, Quandre tweeted this. Did you see this? Or Gino tweeted that. Did you see that? And then we speculate, yeah, do you think John and Pete even know that, that so-and-so said this? Does somebody bring it to your attention if they yeah. think it's of concern? Or do you follow yeah. them? Or how, how does that work with yeah, you? Yeah, I personally don't. But, you know, uh, Dave Pearson and his staff, they do a great job of informing us of, you know, this is what was said, and or this was what was tweeted, and you know, this was on Instagram or whatever. So, yeah. but you know, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, it's just it's it's so much in the moment too, you know. And so I, I personally don't, you know, pay much much attention to it. Yeah. So you're like me, and Bob is like Dave, pretty much. <laughs> really? Because I don't pay any attention to it, and yeah. Bob tells me everything that happened. But this but, happened. That happened. Yeah. yeah I'll say yeah. so and so said this. What do you think that yeah. means? Well, Twitter's just a. I think it's a, just a. I mean, it's just kind of a. Seems like a mean space for people, you know. So oh, it is. I yeah. kind of just. That's why I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Really. No. <laughs> Negative over here, huh? No, okay. it's just it. Yeah. It is. It's a good avenue because you're getting unfiltered opinions or responses sure. from people you wouldn't other, otherwise have access to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets them in trouble, but right. you're getting their version of whatever it is they want to say, not filtered through a reporter or edited or anything. So, See, and, right. and I think it's it's a, a platform for people who are tragically unqualified to have an opinion. <laughs> well, there's a lot of avenues for that, Dave. <laughs> Some are on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, as far as the draft coming up, uh, so you start to, you, you told us how you get the whole thing going, mm-hmm. lots of information, and then you just, do you have the same kind of ritual every year that you do? I know that one thing about you, you keep a notebook yeah. that you that you write through, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can go back. Do you have that for every year that you've been a GM? Well, uh, yeah, I actually started doing it um uh, before I was a GM, because you know I was with Marty Schottenheimer in Washington, I was basically, I was basically, you know, he he had the final say, but I was basically the general manager there, and you know we were there for eight months and got fired. But again, that's for a different day. Um, <laughs> but uh, at that point is when I really started keeping a journal and uh, you know writing down all the lessons about you know certain situations. I remember writing about uh, Kellen Winslow when he was in his uh, motorcycle accident you know, with Cleveland and how would I handle it? And, you know, what would you say publicly and how would you handle it in house? And how do you try to protect him and help him and everything like that? So I remember starting it at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the biggest bummer was that, uh, the first year Pete and I were together, um, I had my car broken into and they took my laptop and and my, my journal. So, um, they found a laptop at a crack house in, in Olympia. Um, but I didn't get my journal back, but, uh, but yeah, it really helps around draft time. And I would say specifically, uh, you know, like the night before, um, you know, I'll, I'll sit in there by myself and just stare at the board and, you know, pray on it and, 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 and go through my journal and kind of say, Hey, you know, okay. So the second, remember the second, the first round looked like this, and you had to be more patient here. You had to be more aggressive there. When you got to the middle of the second round, it looked like this, and 
you know, you drafted for need here and you, you know, this went well, that didn't go well. And, and all the little things that you write down right after the draft and you have to get it down. Um, and that, that, that really helps me to have a level of, um, uh, you know, a strategic level of, 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 of patience and confidence. What, what do you know now as a GM after all this experience that if you could have imparted that knowledge upon young John Schneider, your first year as a GM, yeah. second year, what, what do you think is the most valuable thing you know now? Like, man, if I would have known this then. Well, I would say it wasn't necessarily in 2010. It was more in, in, uh, in 2000, uh, 2000, 2001 when I went to Washington. I kind of thought I had it nailed, you know. Yeah, and I thought I had all. I kind of thought I had all the answers, and and uh, I didn't. And you know, um, so to be able to you know get fu- to be to be fired, to be humbled, uh, to to pick yourself back up, uh, try to make yourself relevant because it's hard. It's hard to get have that another chance, you know, in, in this league. And uh, so to have another chance to get back after it, uh, you know, coming here in 2010, I would say that you know when I talk to a lot of younger guys now. <laughs> Uh, and we try to, I try to involve all of our guys in as much as I possibly can. I have to shield them for, for, from certain things because I don't want, you know, just I'm protecting them. I'm protecting the organization. Uh, but I try to shield them. I try to inco- uh, uh, incorporate them in as many decisions as possible because, you know, nobody, nobody trains personnel people uh, to be general managers. You know, you're evaluating um, and you're, you're interacting with people. So you're evaluating, um, you know, the, the, your contact at a school or, who your contact is with another team when you're trying to help make a trade or, you know, all that sort of stuff. You're, 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 you know, that, that part you're trying to, um, you're just, you're, you're, uh, evaluating more than anything, but nobody, nobody, nobody teaches, um, the personnel guys how to be general managers like they do in coaching to be head coaches. You know, there's coaches clinics and, you know, all, all these yeah. different, you know, all these guys, they, they share information and everything. And, you know, personnel guys try to, you know, kind of keep things tighter because they have, they're representing the organization. We don't move around quite as much as the coaches do, right? So right. they tend to share more information, and, and they have they just have a, you know, from a leadership standpoint, they're exposed to more. So being able to um, work with, and I've, I've done this, and it's, it's awesome to be able to work with uh, younger guys or people that are aspiring to be general managers in, in, in the fact that, look, man, you're going to call from security at 2 o'clock in the morning, and, and, um, you know, you're going to be exposed to things you have never been exposed to. People have been shielding them from you or, or you know, so, so problem solving and, and being on top of it. And I remember Bill Polian told me, um, he said, you know, I said, so words of advice. I was at the combine and, uh, and you know, first year I was, I was the GM here. And he said, uh, he said, uh, yeah, every morning just know that, like, something's going to happen that you're not qualified to handle, but you got it. You'll figure it out. You're a problem solver. And then uh, he said, and don't let people co- keep coming in your office and giving them your monkeys. They're going to keep giving you your, their monkeys because they're not going to make a decision. They're going to give it to you. You take that monkey, turn around, give it right back to them before they walk out of your door. <laughs> take and, this it's so, with you. and it's so true because if you don't do that, if you just take it on yourself, all of a sudden you just, you just get weighted down. Yeah. Well, we, I guess we, we should probably go to break. But uh, one real quick, just your, your reaction to um, – the the awards show that was on Thursday, I, I, we feel like we get screwed. Uh, no Tariq <laughs> Woolen, no Ken Walker, uh, but Gino got comeback player. We got uh, uh, the best fan award also. But uh, wanted to see those two guys. What, what was your reaction? 
Yeah, oh, man, I'm so biased, you know. Um, of course. <laughs> you, you love those are your no, children. I, yeah, I just, I felt, I was super happy for uh, Gino. I was just so excited for him. Gino and I have had some really cool talks over the years, and I was just really happy for him. And then, uh, but I was really, I was really, I called Dave Pearson after the, uh, uh, you know, the, the Ken Walker thing. Tariq, I, I mean, he, he's amazing. He did a great job, but it's pretty hard to compete with, with you know, what uh, Gardner did. I mean, he, he he played great this year. I mean, you know, you could argue he was the best corner in the league. So, but I was I was bummed out for him. But the Ken Walker thing, I was like, really, come on, you know. Yeah. I mean, so I called Dave and I was like, Dave, is that? Did, what, no, I texted him. I was like. Kurt Warner wasn't Kurt Warner wasn't the rookie of the year. He's like, well, a guy named Eric Dickerson. I was like, yeah, Eric Dickerson. That's right. <laughs> Good point, but you know, Ken. I mean, yeah, that was. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I was not happy. But what a great year for him, man! Yeah. Both those guys, both of them, and, really excited. And really, all your rookies, but yeah, cool. I mean, Tariq was. I mean, it was cool to be able to have him placed in a spot where we knew we could get him, and bam, and he took off. He went for it. Yeah, yeah. remember that time you took Tariq Woolen in the fifth round? That was awesome. Became awesome. That was so cool. That was awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. I remember, you, remember you with the Beatles? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you, you weren't. You weren't dead. That, yeah. That's that's a hoax. Love it. Hey, we appreciate you, man. This is yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be fun every Thursday. Every Thursday at four o'clock until uh, night one of the draft, you're going to be with us. Awesome, and I'll share a ton of information with you. Yeah, you're going to give us all nobody the else. Details. Is, yeah, nobody yeah. else is going to get the information. Yeah. Dave, Dave's over here. Don't worry, right now. No, nobody's listening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we appreciate all you, right. man. I appreciate you guys. Hear Wyman and Bob every afternoon, two to seven.